Hello everybody, Ben Robinson here and you are listening to this second episode of the Skate Your Way to the Top podcast on iTunes. Uh, definitely an interesting day today, December 5th in the hockey world. Uh, we have 10 teams that will be battling in Toronto and Montreal at the 2017 IIHF World Junior Hockey Championships. Uh, these rosters are starting to take shape, including today's announcement of the U.S. team there. Uh, eight countries have announced the preliminary rosters for their U-20 teams. Uh, the only camp rosters that have still yet to be revealed belong to uh, Czech Republic and Russia, so um, we'll be waiting for those in the coming day. Uh, but without further ado, uh, let me get into uh, our podcast this week. Last podcast episode uh, was, was primarily focused on the criteria that NHL Central Scouting looks for in elite hockey player prospects. One thing that we delved into was, was how do they evaluate players for the NHL draft? How does NHL Central Scouting do this exactly? For this second podcast episode, however, uh, I wanted to take one step closer and, and take it even further by asking, what exactly does it take to make it to the NHL? As, as part of my curiosity, I sat and chatted with several NHL scouts at this year's 2016 BCHL Showcase, which was held in Chilliwack, BC. I also met with some scouts at the USHL Showcase, uh, which is essentially the Fall Classic Showcase uh, in both Omaha, Nebraska, and Pennsylvania. Uh, you, that's for the USHL. They usually do an East and West Showcase in the fall. One regular question that usually comes up is what does it take to make it to the NHL? A common answer that I always hear from scouts is when they usually flip that question back around with the following instead. They say, I don't know. How about more importantly, what are the psychological qualities that you look for in young, talented hockey players? Uh, with that being said, here are a few comments from a variety of scouts I met with who gave me a little bit deeper insight here. Uh, one Detroit Red Wings scout told me teams look for character. They look to specifically find young players with a sincere passion for the game. Players who won't give up easily no matter what adversity comes their way. He said you can have questionable talent as a player, but you can still go on to become an NHL star because of your determination, work ethic, and competitive spirit. Uh, we went on to discuss a couple examples of players who have kind of uh, you know overcome adversity and uh, some really good examples that we thought of uh, were Dave Taylor, Tiger Williams, and uh, in more present day Jamie Ben with the Dallas Stars. Uh, Jamie was a player, you know, he was kind of a late bloomer, uh, not the biggest player, uh, but he just kept progressing from one level to another, and uh, he was a big baseball player, uh, definitely a really good athlete. Uh, that had potential, but uh, he kind of honed that and, and worked on it kind of one step at a time. And you can see the end result uh, of his work ethic, determination, and competitive spirit is uh, the NHL and uh, the job he's been able to do and to continue to thrive and continue to put up points and, and be a leader for Dallas there. Uh, next, a, a Colorado Avalanche scout told me, he said, we look for a combination of size and skating ability, but no doubt we also look for a player's character and his willingness to compete and battle. I specifically asked him uh, exactly what he meant by this, and he mentioned uh, mental toughness, determination, and grit. 
He told me it's not just about being the biggest and strongest player. It's a desire to get in there and give it what you got. The ability to fight past your own limitations as a player. Just kind of breaking through that that proverbial wall there, um, you know, as a player and, and being able to kind of test your limits and, and see, you know, exactly what level can you push yourself to. Furthermore, uh, a separate NCAA college scout with the Boston Bruins brought up what he called the five S's in evaluating younger hockey players. Uh, number one for him was skating. Number two was size. Number three was skill, overall skill. Number four was sense and hockey vision. And then number five, and most importantly perhaps, is spirit. Yep, spirit. There it is again. Uh, we discussed that last week as a, as a criteria for the NHL Central Scouting. Uh, spirit's definitely a common thread among scouts. Uh, I kind of asked him to go into a little more detail on this one, and he said uh, spirit was one he stressed in particular, mentioning that straight up it's about a player's guts and his willingness to go in the corners and fight for the puck. A player's ability to come out with the puck after winning the one-on-one or one-versus-two battle in the corner. Uh, he wanted a little more detail after I asked him to, to kind of extrapolate there, and he said, it's really hunting down pucks with confident, confident tenacity and forcing puck recoveries and, and turnovers. Uh, next, an Edmonton Oilers scout responded to my question by saying, can the player play or can't he play flat out? His ability to play at the NHL level comes down to three things this scout mentioned. He said, number one, his ability to skate common thread again there number two he said he possesses a good feel for the game uh, with his awareness and vision on the ice and then number three he said the player never plays afraid and then I asked him kind of uh, explain a little bit more about he what he was talking about with these three tools and he said you know usually if a player has these three tools it's it's usually a sound bet that, that the player has the ability to play in the NHL I responded, I said, I myself am of the belief that a player, has, if he has two of these three tools at a very high level, then he's usually going to be able to make it to the NHL. Uh, it's just at that point it's harder to stick and stay at that level long term with just two of the three. Um, but definitely uh, it, those are the, the three primary things you know that a lot of scouts look for. Another NHL Central Scouting Service scout added a few factors uh, to the definition of character and, and what that meant to him. Character, he said, is work ethic and true passion for the game. Skills can be developed, but if a player is afraid or tentative, that does not change. Work ethic is something that is ingrained in a player from, from their upbringing. Work ethic is difficult to change and is hard to teach. Young players in our game make it to the NHL. They're usually tough as nails, reliable at all ends of the rink, and they have an excellent work ethic with a love of the game. The players who won't make it in the game are lazy guys lacking the inner drive and work ethic. Few of them ever change, and they are a constant struggle for their coaches. For you as a player, I'm sure you can think of a few of these individuals that you've played with throughout the years uh, when you were younger or even maybe today on your team today. Uh, those who have so much talent and potential, uh, but they're also lacking the passion and love for the game, uh, and they have a less than mediocre work ethic. We all imagine or think to ourselves, how good could that guy be if he actually put his work boots on every day away from the rink? If only he got in the gym and he had some work ethic to round out his intangibles. 
Also on your team, you know, the guy whose love for the game was perhaps forced on him by others. You can usually tell these guys right away. Uh, that player doesn't play or talk about the game with much passion. He plays maybe perhaps uh, because he's being forced to play. Uh, rarely does this type of player excel at the next level. You often see these types of players, they usually burn out and they end up retiring and, and you know, tying up the skates early. Clearly, you have to keep the love in the game, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, if you want to encourage yourself or, or your kid to take the skates off in the summer, I think that's a great idea. Uh, as a player, I mean, you're able to play other sports and you stay well-rounded as an athlete. And I think it's good to just let the kid be a kid and, you know, let the kid have fun in the summer. And um, like Jamie Benn and I discussed earlier, I mean, he was a baseball player uh, before he was a hockey player and actually ended up being that he had a passion for hockey and um, the skill to to take it to the next level and, and realize his dream. So uh, definitely a, a good case study there for, you know, keeping the love in the game. Uh, next, a Vancouver Canucks amateur scout I met with told me that he looks for skating speed, size, instincts, and toughness. Beyond that, he said he looks for character. There it is again, character. When I asked him what he meant by character, he responded with, I, I usually want to know if the kid is sincere and if he's a good person and citizen. It's not always easy to tell this, but it's always ultra important. Uh, and then the question I posed back to him, I said, so if I see a player with decent physical attributes, which are size, speed, etc., uh, someone who is a good, tough player, but who was not a good person, that you would not be interested in him? And then uh, this scout said, exactly. He said, that's what I'm saying. I think it is so important for us to select good people and good citizens here in the community. Uh, taking that to another level, um, another former pro player, he pointed out two, two qualities he thought that were most consistent among successful players. He said, talent and a passion for the game. The level of which a player loves the game determines whether or not he will be a great player. We kind of got to talking about this a little more in more detail. And um, one player that came right up right away was, was Gordie Howe. Uh, for example, a huge part of Gordie Howe's greatness was his love and passion of the game and his dedication to the sport every day. He was a guy that wanted to come to the rink every day and enjoyed lacing up the skates. It was his passion that kept Howe alive throughout his career and allowed him to play for such a long period of time. His love of the game resulted in his great longevity. When a player starts to think to himself, you know, you usually start thinking, well, what am I going to do when I stop playing hockey? And uh, usually there's a shift in the player's mindset there where his, he starts to have a lack of passion. And that lack of passion actually does more to end his career than, than his age or his, his tired legs and the training that he's got to put in to, you know, prepare for the next season. Uh, a good example with Gordy um, was looking at, I mean, from 1946 to 1980, Gordie Howe played 26 seasons in the National Hockey League. 26. Uh, hard to imagine, uh, you know, many players playing that long now in these days in this this fast and physical game we have, but uh, a testament to Gordie Howe here and, and his love for the game. I mean, in addition to his 26 seasons in the NHL, he played six seasons in the World Hockey Association, uh, which back then was the WHA. I truly think uh, Gordie could not have done this without loving the game and, and having a true passion for, you know, going to the rink every day. 
One Pittsburgh Penguins scout told me he said good skill and obvious scoring ability is what he looks for. He said these are definitely crucial things to have, but so are size and skating ability. Another thing he said, however, is we look at a player's makeup and background. He said the Penguins specifically want to know how a player deals with pressure situations. We also try to assess a player's determination, work ethic, and his passion for the game. A term he used to describe a player's toughness and willingness to go into the tough areas, uh, which are the corners, the front of the net, the slot, was a player's battle level. He said, it doesn't matter if you have the talent, if you won't pay the price to play the system that your coach expects you to play out there. This is definitely a reason why the NHL Combine includes a one-on-one interview component. Uh, I always see, you know, teams definitely want to meet face-to-face with a player and get to know them as a person more than anything. Uh, NHL teams, they're looking for what drives a player. They're looking to see, you know, are these good kids? Are these good kids? Uh, what's their family like? Uh, they want to know them as a person. What drives the player? Uh, what motivates them? What what adversity have they have they had to overcome in their lives? Most importantly, are they good people? And I think that usually shows in these one-on-one interviews. Are they good citizens in their community away from the rink? You know, really, what's their personality? And when you look at these uh, NHL pre-draft interviews, um, they usually are 20 minutes maximum. uh, So they have a time limit of about 20 minutes. Uh, This is kind of enforced by the league, but they they kind of monitor on a one-on-one basis there at the pre-interviews. Uh, usually this occurs less than a month prior to the draft. Um, and, uh, really, um, we have a couple of tidbits here, uh, that you can look at from an NHL team's perspective and, and what they're looking to achieve uh, with these interviews. Um, all the interviews, they vary in different styles and format. Uh, it's very similar to a job interview. Um, you know, teams are trying to find out, you know, most important, crucial things and facts about kids that, that maybe they have heard rumors about. They just want to clarify and make sure uh, that they have the correct facts and, and figures in front of them. Perhaps most important is how much room does a prospect have for growth? And this is what a team's looking for. They want to see the potential. They want to see the frame and, and the um, opportunity that they might have if they, if they should draft a player. Uh, how will this player fit in with the team's philosophy? And will they even fit into the philosophy or not? Uh, will they fit into the coaching scheme? Uh, will they fit into the locker room uh, and, and the the feel of the room and, and just with the teammates and, and get a feel for, um, you know, the team and how that team likes to operate? Also, another thing these NHL clubs are looking for are they're looking for red flags. Um, usually red flags come up in these face-to-face meetings. Um most likely, you know, the team is is asking, does a prospect leave you with a good first impression or they leave you wanting more or leave you kind of, um, you know, on the hook and, and wondering if there's more substance there? The interview is usually an opportunity for a player to let NHL teams know that they are professional and committed to winning and getting better every day. Teams usually ask players for assessments of their own games, uh, mainly to determine if a player fully understands where he's at and if he buys into the work that he's yet to put in and the work that's yet to be done at the next level and to get to the next level and to stay at the next level uh, to maintain, you know, and to continue to play at the National Hockey League level, even the American Hockey League level too, very high level. 
what teams also do is uh, they also inquire about injury concerns. Um, usually there's there's a standard physical that a player will go through, uh, but a lot of times uh, these teams will want to actually ask the player, you know, in, at, to their face, uh, you know, how the injuries are, if, if they've healed up, and, and how the player's feeling. To wrap this all up, uh, in a nutshell... I definitely suggest you take some time to think and reflect on yourself as a hockey player and a person. Uh, certainly evaluate, evaluate yourself in regard to each of these traits that these professional scouts mention here. Uh, what you should definitely do is assess yourself and try to adjust accordingly. If you think you need some more input, I would, I would suggest asking your coaches or, or maybe even a few close teammates to meet with you and discuss their perception of you as a player in regard to how you stack up in these different categories um, off the ice. Uh, what you should do is, is ask yourself if you have these qualities, if, if you possess these. Awareness put to use equals power. Definitely uh, become more aware of what your strengths are, but, but also the areas where you can improve and become a more effective player for yourself and your team in this, in this instance. So, with that being said, this is what we uh, what we all think, and, and NHL scouts think uh, is is essential to play at the NHL level. Want to thank you to list for listening to our second episode of the Skate Your Way t- to the Top podcast today. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to re- post on the review, subscribe to the podcast, and uh, contact us if if there's anything further. And we'll look forward to talking with you on the next podcast.